This is Brandon Kelly, the host of Blue Wire's new podcast, Golden Goal. Messi takes everybody on. Messi has got it! From Lionel Messi to Marta to Pele, our show takes a deep dive into soccer superstars. 2-0 and he's... What a World Cup for Megan Rapinoe! From Zlatan Ibrahimovic's brash confidence with the play to back it up, to Megan Rapinoe's heroic outspokenness and World Cup flair... Each episode examines a personality of the world's game. We'll dig into Maradona's Hand of God performance and subsequent downfall. The teenage trio at Dortmund that signaled the next generation of superstars. And that infamous headbutt that slung Zinedine Zidane from glory. Golden Goal. Soccer stars and the moments that made them. Premiering this summer on Blue Wire. Hello everyone, welcome back to Rotoviz Overtime on Rotoviz Radio, brought to you by BetOnline.ag and the FFPC. My name is Colin Kelly. You can follow me as always on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. I'm joined again by Sean Siegel, one of the co-owners at Rotoviz. Sean, yet again on today's show, we're going to be joined by Scott Fish, the man behind SFB. Uh, we're going to be talking about SFBX on today's show. Um, we'll be getting joined by him in just a little moment. If you didn't check out the show earlier this week, we also had Scott on. We're doing uh, double duty this week with Scott getting ready for sfb drafting this coming monday um a real real good show be sure you check that out as well after this one if you haven't already listened sean uh, good good show on monday i'm really looking forward to this one today as we we look into some of the, the articles up on the site and including one of blair's pieces um should be should be a really good show Definitely. Scott was fantastic. Obviously, he will be again. Uh, as we're recording this, we've actually already heard him. And so we can tell you he's got some really cool stuff coming up in this episode. And yeah, we have the tools. We have some cool articles from Hassan and Blair. Uh, but being able to get in there, play with the Scott Fish Bowl Explorer on the site. Again, that tool is free for users right now. So that's a lot of fun. Also have a lot of other things going on. Curtis and I continue to draft in our FFPC Pros versus Joe's uh, Superflex Dynasty event. And uh, we made a blockbuster trade when we were on the clock with pick 9-12. We had Jonathan Taylor, whom we'd selected with the first pick in the third round. We traded Taylor, the round nine, and a 2021 first from Michael Thomas and a round 13 pick. Now, for our FFPC stat attack of the week, we're going to jump back to a topic we talked about on the show last week for a second, and that's the new Best Ball Win Rate Explorer from Mike Beers. You pull that up, you see that Thomas had a 14% win rate last season. But again, one of the fun things that you can do with this tool now is you can look at how different player stacks perform. So if you want to go in there and see if Thomas was still able to sort of hold his own when he was stacked in with some guys who had very poor seasons, you can do that. If you want to find out uh, what he did when he landed on a team with maybe a breakout star, you can do that. I put his name in there with Mark Andrews. Their combined win rate, if you had a team with both Michael Thomas and Mark Andrews in the FFPC best ball, you wanted a 34% clip. So 
obviously uh, not maybe a surprise when you have those two stars on your team, but 34%, very, very good win rate there. And that is our FFPC stat attack of the week. And as always, the stat attack brought to you by the FFPC. They are the home of the best fantasy football contests in the industry, including Dynasty, Baseball, and of course, the world-famous FFPC main event. To learn more or to join the league today, head on over to myffpc.com. That's myffpc.com. And of course, as always, a handful of tools up on the website designed to help you dominate your FFPC leagues. And once again, it is time to welcome in our guest, Mr. Scott Fish. Scott, uh, back for the second show of the week. We have you working uh, overtime this week on, on Rotoviz Overtime. Oh, I'm, I'm happy about it, though. I, I'm, in, I'm enjoying <laughs> this. This is fun saying, talking with you guys. So um, we're going to dive straight into it. Um, Sean teased it on the, the show earlier this week. Um, we have a number of tools up on the website for people playing in the contest. If you want to go along with your drafts and Blair Andrews, who we talk about the win the flex tool a lot you know there's there's two fantastic tools up on the website uh with him the scott fishbowl explorer being one of them and then the sfb specific segment for the win the flex tool the sfb explorer allows you to search and compare players to see how often they're going to hit those scoring threshold under sfb rules uh, unlike other offerings these are both free for all the listeners uh, for people using the website so you can go in and try them out and uh, you know have, have fun help you uh, get those drafts and i mentioned on the the previous show you think you have the, the perfect strategy to win i can assure you these tools will help you have a better strategy than the one that we <laughs> can think up in our, in our own on our own minds but uh, i know you've been working uh, basically 36 hours a day and getting minus 12 hours of, of sleep per night and i i personally know this because we've been working to, to set up this show and i, I know uh, you've been you've been really up to your eyes with everything that goes on behind the sfbx contest as well as regular life you're you're like myself uh, i know you've a couple of kids i only have one but uh, the two youngest that we have my youngest and your youngest are around the same age so i know with one it's a lot of work so i don't know how you do all this putting it all together but um, have you had a chance to to play with the the explorer up on the website or have you have you seen anything in terms of it i know for the listeners who haven't checked it out that the visualizations and and all the positional scoring data up there is uh is tremendous i've been i've been getting a lot of insight from it yeah i have seen it i i i've tweeted it out a couple times it it looks pretty pretty awesome i i embarrassingly have not had well and this really shouldn't surprise anybody i've had almost no time to do my own strategizing and research for, for the drafts. <laughs> I've been too busy getting things put together, but I have seen it and it does look really impressive and really cool. We mentioned this a little bit on the uh, Tuesday show, but and, and you talked about how some quarterbacks could even go negative. You pull up the tool, you look at the distribution of QB points, and it really does emphasize that there is a risk of losing your game because your super flex quarterback actually scores negative for you scott are we going to see some teams actually go from ahead to behind on monday night despite the fact that they entered the game ahead and maybe their opponent had finished playing i think it's possible i (laughs) i think you mentioned in your notes uh the possibility of people benching their quarterback in that in such a situation or scenario uh, I think it's possible. I mean, in SFB, you do need to field a full lineup, so they're going to have to maybe pick up a bench quarterback or just you know you have that be their their flex quarterback or whatever, so that they can swap them out for a for a different player that night. But I mean, it's it exists. I mean, Jameis Winston what had three four uh, negative games last year. I know he's not a starter this year, but uh, 
yeah, it's it's very much a thing. There there are the the lower end, the second quarterbacks, they, they can get you those minus fives, those minus sevens, those minus eights. Uh, I'm looking at a minus ten something by Jared Goff here in one week, uh, week ten last year. It's yeah, it's a very it's a very real possibility with this. I think as well, something that could happen is, uh, you know, those games where it snowballs out of control in the fourth quarter. You know, you're talking about games where, you know, the quarterback might be playing from behind and there's a, you know, a Matt Schaub game, maybe we'll call it back in the Houston Texans day, or there's a pick <laughs> six, maybe two or three sacks when they're trying to, to throw it late in the game to try and get back into it. And things like that could just be, have disastrous consequences for you. So there's going to have to be a lot of, a lot of, a lot of strategy. Um, you mentioned there something that I, I wasn't fully aware of. That no, you're talking about, uh, Sean mentioned the possibility of switching their quarterback to somebody who mightn't get snaps. Is that is that legal or uh, is it just having empty spots on on your roster? Uh, no, you can't have an empty spot on your roster, so you're going to have to swap it out for an active player in that game. Yeah, so you could you could have the you could take the backup quarterback off the the waiver wire, I guess, and you wouldn't technically be breaching any rules just in case we get into that situation on, on some Monday night. <laughs> yeah, or a, or a running back or wide receiver, We'd like because we allow so many flexes, it's likely that likely that you've started two quarterbacks so you can bench the one i'm looking sam darnold had a minus 29 point game last year in one of the weeks can you imagine having your quarterback go out there and get you minus 30 oh man yeah no it's it's a very real possibility and i i would not be shocked if it happens at least a few times this season well, one of the things with this quarterback scoring, I think it's fun because it reflects a little bit more the actual value of a player in the real NFL game. You know, one of the things we talked about on the Tuesday show, uh, SFB has been a huge part of making Superflex work. But there's also this element of if you do want to do a traditional one QB league, one thing you can do to make it so all the quarterbacks are not bunched together and drafted all together in like rounds 13, 14, 15, is you can create some penalties like this to where you actually do need to have a good quarterback. And I think it'll be even more fun to see uh, when you need two quarterbacks and you need to have potentially two good quarterbacks as opposed to guys who are scoring a lot during garbage time. You know, as we mentioned, garbage time could actually be a pretty huge negative in this format. Scott, I wanted to ask, this whole contest is not just a fantasy football contest. It's so many things, and it's really an event a lot of sort of fun side things going on games within a game obviously got all the different divisions you've done a lot of fun things in the past uh, focusing on different developments within the drafts as all these live drafts are going on Uh, do you have any specifically fun things planned for this season and uh, maybe like give us the betting favorites on who will be the last person to draft a qb i i will be i will be honest this year there's just too many people that it's so hard on me. Josh, Josh, uh, uh, ADHD, Josh Hornsby. Uh, he creates a, a, an ADP thing that, that pops out. Who's the last to draft a quarterback? Who's the last to draft a wide receiver, etc. Um, and I might do something fun like that. I, I might, I might look at that data at the end of the drafts and, and might, you know, there are a lot of people who places that uh, donate prizes for this thing. I might, I might try to figure out something like that. I don't have it planned at the moment, but I mean, we got, we got like five whole days before the draft. I have plenty of time, right? More work for Scott. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Can I go back to something you just, you just mentioned about one quarterback leagues for a second, Sean, do you mind? Yeah, no, definitely. You mentioned how uh, one quarterback leagues, you know, take take 
take a take them late, you know, 13, 14 rounds. That's bun- they're all bunched up. Um, I try to create scoring that creates tiers that that unbunches them to a degree. And James Coe did did an article on this for NFL Network. Uh, Zach uh, Zach Boehner did for DLF. Uh, Addison Hayes has tweeted about it. I've uh, I've done work on it. I've done hundreds of hours of work on it. Believe it or not. Um, and we've found the best way to do this is the six point touchdown, the minus four interception. Do something with completion percentage. Um, those those are the keys to to, to separating the tier. Uh, tiers because you get the more accurate quarterbacks move up. The minus four hits the uh, the players, uh, the the worst players, the worst performances to knock them down. But I, I mostly just wanted to state one QB leagues are more optimal for sixteen team leagues or more, and two QB leagues are optimal for ten team leagues or less. And we are in this weird situation where twelve and fourteen team leagues aren't exactly optimal for either of those. So you either have to just go with the preference or tweak the, tweak the scoring a ton to, to, to just try to make it work. Um, so if, if you're a guy that's like anti super flex, cause you, you just love one QB, but you want the tiers separated, you're going to have to work on the scoring and you can, that scoring actually can work with super flex as well to, to separate the tiers. But I, I mostly just wanted to point out, if someone is looking to try to separate those tiers, the main keys are upping the, the interception uh, and adding something to do with completion percentage, whether it be completions or incompletions. All four of us found that those were the keys to separating tiers among quarterbacks, uh, whether you're doing one QB or two QB league. Just in case you have some commissioners out there trying to figure out how to do it, those seem to be the keys no matter how many other ways we try. I like that. Those are great points. I've always been a big fan of the six-point touchdowns and the big penalties for interceptions. I know there are some concerns sometimes that uh, then you introduce the QB as so powerful within the league that it, it overwhelms them the scoring. But the six-point touchdowns, I mean, that's what touchdowns are worth. And then we know interceptions obviously have a huge negative effect on the team in the game. So again, I, I think these things that are better for fantasy and also reflect reality play better uh, those are things i strongly recommend for leagues yeah and that's that, that's right i think the you know you mentioned in the, the first show of the week the the points negative with the the sacks and also the importance of the kind of 66 percent uh, completion rate for quarterbacks i think that filters into what sean's mentioning too with the reality aspect coming into the fantasy aspect because it really is a bit skewed in terms of how you view it um outside of that but uh definitely interesting you mentioned there as well that people who might be anti-superflex or anti-2qb uh let's let's talk to all those people don't be afraid to come in and join us in the, the superflex format it is it is a much more <laughs> fun way to play let's let's all jump aboard and, and get abo- aboard the one bandwagon here but uh an interesting thing with those different aspects you've put in obviously it really has been a, something that people have focused on the running backs um over the last couple of iterations of the the scott fish bowl and i think it's going to be the same again this year but something that is i think some way that's going to balance that out because we're going to see those probably the top two quarterbacks and and those top running backs go in the very start of that first round now me personally i'm drafting in the eighth spot uh sean i believe is drafting in the nine spot and wh- what spot have you got scott have you set yourself up with that 101 <laughs> 
Yep. I think we've talked about that before. <laughs> I think you probably remember that I always give myself the 101. I, I tried the 1.12 before. I always give myself a corner because I am trying to get everything like, ready. do so many yeah. things on that day. I just want to get them done and then not pay attention for half a day. Makes so sense. Now, now every year, yeah, I just give myself the 101. And even if I don't want it, I just give it to myself because I know that I, I need it. I need to do the 101 just so I can stay sane that day, on that day. That's, that's a really good answer for just giving yourself the 101 so you can draft Christian <laughs> McCaffrey. It's a good way to do it. But uh, <laughs> when we look at the, 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 the part I was getting at is myself and Sean picking later, I think likely one of my scenarios is going to be in a I had it in my mind and then Blair has kind of made a, a great uh, companion piece for the, the Explorer um, up on the website. And he's talking about the tight end premium scoring and, you know, if you're playing in certain leagues, the tight end premium is going to be one thing, but this is almost like tight end double premium or tight end premium plus uh, when you're adding in those those extra scoring options. So I think when you're picking in those later parts of the, the first round, probably from pick seven onwards, that those tight ends are very, very possible targets to go and get. And I even think the doubling down on tight end and getting two tight ends and that those first two rounds if you're picking at the back end of that first could be a strategy you know because we talked a few weeks ago in the show with, with sean and you know picking later how to differentiate that strategy to give yourself the highest possible upside because rather than picking one of the running backs that mightn't be optimal after what has gone changing the, the position at that point so he he's looked at it and drafting through in the actual approach and you know taking five tight ends looks to be uh you know possibly an optimal approach in this because you have the extra flex oh, positions nice. and you have those mm-hmm. uh also you know the, the score and premium so if you start off it mightn't be possible but you know one of the one of the top three tight end, or two of the top three tight ends in those first two rounds could be something that i might be attacking i don't know me and sean haven't discussed strategy but i don't know where he's <laughs> leaning i might get sean's thoughts in a, in a moment but do you think that going uh, very heavy at tight end might be a approach and do you think it's something that i've kind of maybe given away my strategy but do you think it's something that uh, owners will try to adapt to 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 change to get a, advantage off those scoring settings yeah, and I, I absolutely think so. And and if I was at the back end of a of one of these drafts, I think that would that would very likely unless unless a quarterback I absolutely loved fell, that tight end tight end might might be my strategy at the end of that back end. I I hope nobody in my division is listening to that because I I would le- very much like a tight end to get back to the corner for me. But uh, I really like that. And something that it gets talked about somewhat, but probably not as much as it should is that, you know, these run as normal leagues for 12 weeks. And then it's a giant combined playoffs, almost like a, a a DFS GPP or something where you want to be different. You want to be, you want to differentiate yourself from, from other teams. And I, there's probably only going to be a handful, maybe 10, 12, whatever teams that, go tight end stud tight end stud tight end to start that already that already puts you in an interesting spot um for if you make the playoffs for that i have a different you know setup to my team you know maybe this is the one that 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 can take it all the way so uh, i do i do like that idea i like it i get sean's thoughts as well uh blair had titled it zero everything but tight end so uh sean are you are you thinking about going going that way a heavy tight end at the back of that that round i certainly think you have to look at it i and this is one of those formats where one of the things that's so much fun about it is that uh because maybe there isn't a 
tactically dominant approach. You can just go out there and to an extent, I mean, you're still going to follow what the values are and, and what you project to be ADP, that kind of thing. But you can pick your guys. You can pick the fun guys. You can pick the players that you want to root for. That's probably something that I will do. But you look at what Blair has done here, going Travis, Kelsey, George Kittle, Mark Andrews, Zach Ertz, Darren Waller. Now, we don't know that it's going to develop Well, you'll be able to get those guys, one of the things he was doing uh, was pulling up some FFPC Superflex ADP to give a little bit of a sense of how it might work out. But uh, his argument here that this team outscores a more traditionally drafted team, I think is interesting. And certainly you also have the situation where if you have a bunch of these tight ends, it's going to make it difficult for your league mates to start tight ends who maybe will even be able to handle that position well. And so uh, that's something else that could come into play with uh with going very tight end heavy and like you mentioned if you're in a position where you feel like maybe you're drafting from behind do something a little bit different get yourself a star at a certain position especially a position like this that has that sort of double premium as you mentioned as opposed to drafting you know the seventh or eighth best running back i mean you're, you're going to start out way behind if you do that yeah at the tight end position for years now there it's really been a top three whether it was you know back in the all the way back to like the Gates days to the Jimmy Graham and uh, Gronk days, like it, Gonzalez, etc. It always feels like, and then the Kelsey Ertz and Kittle, like it always feels like there's a top three and then a, a little bit of a drop off. So if you're grabbing two of those top three, it feels like it'd be, as you mentioned with the rest of your league, it feels like it'd be really tough for, for people to like, you know, get a get starting tight ends that that could even come close to comparing. The argument would be that they have better players at other positions, but I feel like all the other positions are deeper, and you can you know you can hodgepodge something together better at other positions than you can with tight ends. So I like that idea of of you know running the scarcity. You know, like <laughs> taking up tight ends just to make them more scarce for your division. Allow me a moment to tell you about our friends over at betonline.ag. Sports are slowly making their way back and BetOnline is leading the way with the best odds and lines for all UFC, NASCAR, boxing and soccer matches. And if you need even more, they have simulated NFL, NBA and UFC simulations every day, all day, live on their website. Looking for something else other than sports? BetOnline has hundreds of casino games, poker tournaments and prop bets to check out. Visit betonline.ag today and use the promo code BLUEWIRE for a free welcome bonus. That promo code is BLUEWIRE, all one word. Once again, the website is betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. I'm Dave Cabin, host of the RotoViz Fantasy Football Podcast. I wanted to take a moment to thank you for supporting RotoViz Radio. We love producing these shows and we hope that you love listening to them. As a thank you, Royal Podcast listeners can get 10% off of a one-year Rotoviz subscription by using the promo code 2020RVRADIO at checkout. We have some of the very best tools, articles, and analysts in the business and can't wait to lead you on the path to greatness. If you haven't done so yet, do us a favor and take a minute to rate and review this podcast. Thanks again for listening. Now let's get into the show. Just before we get into the second half of the show, I just want to uh, also mention uh, Hassan Rahim. We mentioned Blair's piece. Hassan had up a piece looking at uh, the SFB 
projections and historical data up on the website last week and i know uh, talking to him he's drafting up a piece which is going to give his kind of favorite targets at every position which is going to come out over the, the next couple of days um so it's going to be one to, to definitely check out but i did listening to podcast last week i heard on three or four different podcasts people referring to that article office and so i would definitely recommend if the listeners haven't checked it out to, to jump on and read that but um i know i know sean is uh looking here about certain strategies and certain rules maybe for next year uh, for the SFB to suggest to you, Scott. So I want to let Sean jump <laughs> in and uh, give you give you more work yet again. <laughs> yes, and, and and as we mentioned that, Hassan's second piece, uh, not to give too much away, but it's going to maybe make some recommendations that fill in with a little bit of our our branding and also uh, is going to be directed a little bit uh, for one of our fans and someone we're definitely a huge fan of, Mr. Shane Battier. So a big Ooh. SFB uh, member there, and that article should be a lot of fun. We talked about the tight end sort of double premium scoring. We've talked about on Tuesday the video game scoring you've done in the past. Obviously, a lot of fun things here. So I wanted to know what were are some of the craziest scoring suggestions you've ever received from fans? Uh, maybe one that was just totally insane, and, and maybe one where it's close to being used and might be used in a future event uh, if you can give something like that away. You know, this is one of those that I don't know that I have a really good answer for you, and I, I hate when I go on podcasts and there's a question that I'm like, I don't know that I have a good answer because I get a lot of people – I think the one, the main one that I get thrown at me over the last two years is tiered PPR. Um, it's it's something that a few years ago I I put out a tweet. What do you want to see in your leagues? And someone mentioned that and, and described it. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. And I quote tweeted it. And then Mike Wright, uh, the Hitman Fantasy Footballers, also quote tweeted. It. And then Sleeper put it into their uh, their their app, their product there. And and it's become a little bit of a thing out there. It's it is, however, one that's not really functional on MFL. And also I I just this is very much a me thing, but I, I tend to have problems with arbitrary cutoffs for things. I don't like when someone can get X amount of points for nine yards, but a different amount for 10 yards. Like that's, that's, I, that's generally something I try to avoid when I work with my scorings. So um, other than the video game scoring year, of course, but I'd say tiered PPR is the one thing that, that comes up a decent amount. Another thing that comes up a decent amount that isn't scoring related is people want to do three RR uh, third round reversal, which I really need to research again because the last time I researched it was about seven or eight years ago. And I found that it either corrected the, the, the upside of t- picking at the top, the, the chance of winning at the top, or it completely overcorrected to the point where the back end was way too powerful. And so I, I found it to be, at least at the time, a little more novelty than, than you know, a good corrective solution because it was so dependent on the year. It was so year dependent. Uh, but maybe I need to go back and research that. The other thing that I get every once in a while is to go to tight end. And people have heard me talk about this on podcasts. Um, I researched two tight end leagues, over 30 of them. And every league of those 32 tight end leagues. And I think almost every single champion had a top three tight end. And almost every single 10 win team had a top three tight end to the point where if you don't have a top t- a top three tight end in a two tight end league, it 
you're, you basically might as well start playing for next year because you're out of it. It's, it's one of the, I've spent thousands of hours looking at scoring, scoring settings and lineup settings. It might be the single most detrimental setting I've ever seen uh, to a league for parity. And I, I just can't do it. If it were a 10 team league or an eight team league, sure. Two tight end, it, it works a lot better than that. I can't do it in 12 or up. So those are probably the main things um, that, that I see consistently. And I, I haven't given a, given a whole lot of thought to putting in. That's interesting on the third round reversal. Certainly, I think a lot of people like that and uh, has that potential. I need to look at it again closer to now. This is this is like eight years ago I looked at it. Just just so I'm I'm clear on that 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 this is this is uh you know eight years ago research version of Scott. You know if I was to look at it now, I might be able to be to better look at it and, and more detailed look at it. But yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't. I just want to make it clear that this is old Scott that researched it a long time ago. It's young. It's actually it's younger. It's younger Scott, but it's. An old, an old version. Oh, good point. Good point. Good point. <laughs> to to plug one of our our apps really quickly here, it's a very different format, obviously. But when we go in and we look at uh, the Best Ball Win Rate Explorer, I mean, you can see the win rate in that top four at a certain level, in the middle four picks, uh, really dropping off closer to average, and then those bottom four picks, the win rates are awful. And so there are things that you can do and that uh, the roster construction explore and things like that will help people with to balance out just how far behind you're starting with. And I think that goes right back to what we were talking about earlier in the show, where if you have a later pick uh, in SFB, there are things you can do to balance that out. You want to make sure that you do them. But interesting there in terms of what some of the win rates are. Uh, Scott, you mentioned things that MFL doesn't support. And so I have one that definitely I wouldn't think it would support. But you know, you mentioned drafting a bunch of wide receivers. Obviously, we would like uh, to have that uh, wide receiver in, in every flex spot. I mean, isn't that isn't that what everyone wants to see? So my recommendation: what what are my chances of getting a rule in where every wide receiver you draft before you draft your first running back gets double tight end points, <laughs> they get double touchdown points, double touchdown yeah, points? Yeah, I, I I knew what you meant. That's. <laughs> I wish you could code that in. I wish you could code fun things like that. I think the chance at this scale of me doing anything that isn't automated by the system is is not going to happen. Like that's a that's a scale of one to one hundred. That's a scale of zero. That that goes below the scale. Um, but if if MFL were to implement something like that, like. I can see a way for that to be implemented, right? Like if you were able to, you know have if mfl to put something in where x player gets double the score i I could see going through league by league and 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 doing something like that but it's it's not happening (laughs) i do i do like the idea though and the sfb yeah it's not happening maybe (laughs) only but uh, that would definitely be nice. Nice to go with the go with Sean's branding as well, uh, perfectly. Yeah. Um. When, what 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 is uh, some of the funniest things that maybe have happened uh, during the draft or some of the social interactions during the draft process? I know something that you want everyone to do is log in, make sure you're going to be yeah. there, be active, and you know some people don't turn up to the draft, which is mind-boggling in itself but what are some of the strangest or funniest things? I guess I I will tell you the the not showing up thing that kind of went away last year. And I, I think it's probably going to go away this year. We, I think we only had to replace one or two people last year out of 1200. Um, and uh, I think it was only one that didn't show up, honestly. And 
people like scratch and claw to get into into this thing now so that when they do it's it's no longer it's 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 just it's just not a thing people showing up is is really not a thing anymore um as for fun things that that go on during the draft you know i i hear a lot of you know inside draft betting and stuff that i'm not i don't coordinate i don't it's not something I do. It's the draft. It's the divisions figure out on their own, like their own prizes for the divisions or like their own challenges to other division mates. That kind of stuff goes on. The only thing I really do is I create a bunch of fake players and throw them in the drafts and just wait for people to realize where they are and who they are. That's about the only fun thing that, that I throw in there every year. And uh, yeah, it's that, that's about it on my end. I, I let the divisions figure it out on their own. Let's uh, before we get ready, just to wrap it up. Uh, let's head on a few of maybe our favorite early targets um, from those picks. So myself and Sean, spot eight and nine. Uh, Scott drafting at spot one hundred one. Scott, is it a uh, cut and dry? Is it like Christian McCaffrey? Are you, are you tempted to get into some of those uh, quarterbacks uh, at that point? Is, is, are you going to give any spoilers away as to who the pick is? I honestly don't care if my division knows. I I'm. <laughs> I, I have thought about Mahomes. I mean, it's part of being an analyst, right? We're we're analysts in this industry. Yeah, you kind of you give your full, honest opinion at all times, and you know what? If that hurts you in your leagues, you know what? Just we just gotta scratch and claw and be better. You know, like it's it's the way it is. You always always give what you you know give your preferences, your opinions, your be honest about it, be authentic. Uh, I. I think there's a 99.9% chance I'm taking Christian McCaffrey. I just think the drop-off to whatever running back I can get on the second corner versus whatever quarterbacks or tight ends I can go. Um, I like getting that stud running back in SFB, as I mentioned before. I, I like to I like to get that one safe stud. Um, it burned me two years ago with Le'Veon Bell, but that's another story. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, it's going to be Chris McCaffrey for me. I can't, I can't, I just can't justify Mahomes or Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson makes sense with all the rushing first downs. I just feel like I can get other quarterbacks uh, better than I can get stud running backs later. Yeah, I think that's uh, the right way to go, uh, Sean. One hundred and one. I think you probably probably going would go the same way if you had that option. Yeah, I would. And testing Sean's running backs there for, yeah, for some, <laughs> some similar reasons. So, you know, uh, Colin, you and I have the later spots and I have a ton of Dalvin cook this season. He actually is the number two running back in terms of both upside and average in our range of outcomes tool chance that he falls because I mean, he could end up doing a Le'Veon bell <laughs> to us uh, the same way that Scott just mentioned, uh, Travis Kelsey fits that tight end we've been talking about. Kyler Murray, very interesting with the huge upside with the rushing first down potential. Uh, Scott, where should we be going there? And are, are you a believer in Kyler? Can he manage those other elements of the QB scoring to be worthy of a first round pick? I think I think he can. I mean, you look at the addition of of uh, DeAndre Hopkins. You look at Christian Kirk in, in another year. I mean, he, he already was... I mean, he always was a 3,500-yard, five passing, 500-yard rushing type of quarterback. Uh, you know, he's he's got to get the touchdowns up and the intercept. I think he had 20 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, something something along those lines. You know, he does he does need to get those up, and but I think that they just run a lot of plays, and he's gonna he's gonna have a lot of chances for volume. He's gonna get a lot of those rushing first downs you want to see. Um, I you know. 
it's it's hard not to put him top five in a format like this where he with, with any quarterback they can get those rushing first down. yeah and we we talk on the show sean quite a bit about that second year leap from quarterback so we're hoping to see that from Kyler, but we also were hoping to see it from sam darnold last year who <laughs> scott mentioned on on the previous show had a, a hugely negative week uh, in a couple of weeks so um it's gonna be interesting but very interesting strategies you know when you get to the back of that round you might have somebody falling down um you know you might get murray around that time but you might also be able to pair up uh, with DeAndre Hopkins which you know you could start to stack the the players at that point we talked about stacking on uh, one of the podcasts last week but in this format that could be could be very interesting could possibly be pulled off um, that way there Sean you've mentioned there Cook and you've mentioned Murray um, are they possibly your targets I've mentioned I, I think dream scenario for me at the moment I think I'm, I'm hoping to get uh, I'm hoping to get Travis Kelsey but you know those things can disappear very quickly that's the one thing i love about scott fishbowl is the the adp from draft to draft is going to be dramatically different and where those people go in the first round is going to be dramatically different but i think uh, kelsey at the moment is the the hope uh what what are you hoping lands at spot nine yeah i think cook could definitely be there unless for, for some reason uh in the next week we had uh, some more definitive information about what was going to happen at contract wise i mean he fell to curtis and me in the ffpc pros versus joe's uh Superflex dynasty draft and certainly i would think we would have some similar dynamics with this uh, scott i wanted to ask you is there a 2020 version of what uh, michael thomas did last year you had talked about how you you know you want to get that stud running back maybe one of the qbs maybe a tight end and you're going to load up on a lot of wide receivers late but if we're in that sort of second half of the draft we're looking to wrap back around into the second round and maybe get our star wide receiver simply because of maybe what the positional value would be there is a Devonte adams we just talked about deandre hopkins a tyree kill are any of those guys going to challenge for that wide receiver one and challenge in a way to where they're really going to separate themselves from the pack i i don't think so the separation between michael thomas and anyone else last year was borderline historically ridiculous right like maybe calvin johnson had some of the maybe maybe some wide receivers had had years like that but man that's i don't think that i don't think any other wide receiver can i don't i just don't see it i don't see it um I mean, there are guys in the second and the third that I think are going to get a lot of volume and, and be decent options. I just, I just can't see. I suppose maybe Devonte Adams is the one you would pick out, just because they didn't do much to give Aaron Rodgers other weapons. If down, if Devonte Adams has a fully healthy season, he'll probably get back to that double-digit touchdown thing that he used to do. Um, I don't know that he'll get quite the targets that Breeze gives Michael Thomas. But uh, he might be Aaron Rodgers' like just main weapon for double-digit targets every single game. Uh, again, probably not to Michael Thomas' level, but I don't, I don't think he can separate himself uh, like the way Thomas did from everybody else last year. But there are guys that can get up in that range, just just not the same separation. Yeah, it was crazy last year. Both both what McCaffrey did and what Michael Thomas did to separate themselves from the rest of the the kind of their position was, and I guess all the competition was was pretty insane. Um, the last thing before we get to wrap up, I just want to give a plug to that piece that Hassan is going to have out with the targets. We've we've talked about some of the the different nuances of the the SFB rules, but we haven't 
dived hugely into the targets but that piece of Hassan's is going to do all that for you uh, and you'll be ready to, to jump into that that should be up on the site by the time this podcast is released so do check that out scott we did mention it on the first show a little bit but obviously there's a huge amount of entrance in the competition this year and um, fans who are maybe interested who aren't in it um, and want to get in for 2021 and um, how can they show some of their their support and interest in a positive way and then also how can they jump into those uh, satellite leagues where they have a chance to, to get involved for 2021 that way by, by winning those leagues as well believe it or not right before the show like earlier today the sad that giant satellite tournament 1440 teams uh filled up i put it out sunday night and it filled up uh, by wow. the so it, it might have even filled up last Crazy. night i hadn't checked yeah but so basically in under a day and a half it it filled up so that's that's no longer quite an option but i'm gonna i'm gonna give out <laughs> this year i'm gonna give out sfb 11 spots for various you know listener leagues and, and reader leagues for sites out there i, I want to be able to give some of those as prizes to, to sites in the industry to, to help out. So there might be some of those going on. Scottfishbowl.com. I'll have a sign up for SFB 11 within the week. Um, it's, I always have it up at the start of S- the, the SFB. I have the, the sign up for the next year's SFB, but I'm going to try to get that out at the end of the week here sometime Thursday, you know, today, Friday, uh, you know, Sunday, Saturday, what sometime in the next few days. I'm gonna to try to get it out <laughs> one of these days. So scottfishbowl.com it's, it's it's always right there. It's always tricky too. Scott Scott did reveal uh, a little bit behind the curtain there that uh, this has been recorded on Tuesday, obviously, and it's going to come out on Thursday. <laughs> so when he was saying it, got done, people probably wondered a day and a half from Saturday to Thursday. Yeah, how, how did that happen? I'm but, usually pretty good about that, <laughs> and then I realized as I was speaking. <laughs> yeah that's uh, it's like uh, the magic the magic of uh how the how the sausage is made i guess right. we'll, we'll call it but uh two shows we're very very grateful to have scott on for both of them lots of uh, good stuff talked about always fun getting scott's thoughts um before we finish up i know we got you to give the the charity elements i know there's a lot of other work you do you mentioned safe leagues obviously you do the the, the commission impossible podcast with uh ryan mcdowell and much much more is there anything else that you, you want to give a, a shout out to um before we wrap up here no, I mean, you named it. It's uh, Safe Leagues is the safeleagues.com or safeleagues.ffl.com. Either one of them. They go to the same place. I run low stakes commissioner service, low stakes uh, dynasty leagues, low stakes redraft leagues, best ball leagues, like um, some fun, unique, interesting leagues too. And we're going to be having Debbie leagues soon and and probably leagues you won't find anywhere else. But it's, it's all low stakes stuff. I, I don't really jump into the high stakes stuff. There are lots of sites that do amazing work with the high stakes stuff. And, and that's just, that's just not what I run. I run the low stakes stuff usually for beginners and stuff that uh, like to try that out or maybe try it in volume. But, um, and and then, you know, fantasy cares, we got scottfishbowl.com. That's, that's basically the stuff commission impossible. You mentioned it's an awesome podcast for commissioners and league mates that just want to hear some cool ideas that they can maybe bring to their league. The beautiful thing about commission impossible is something very rare in this industry. It's, it's very evergreen. We have people tell us just every single week, people are like, I just went through and listened to all your episodes. They're 20 to 30 minutes long and you can binge all of them. And they're, they're very evergreen and and bingeable, which is very, very nice for a, for a fantasy podcast. You don't find that very often yeah and I, I can agree with that and it is hard to get that uh, evergreen content when we're when we're talking fantasy so you're on to something good there scott we have to let you go but one of the things that you mentioned for the first show that really sort of stuck with me that i hadn't thought about was 
You mentioned that you hear all the time now in our, our current environment, people donating to charity. And, you know, we get the impression that charities are, are doing really well. There's this big outgrowth. People are very engaged right now, I believe, with the different things that are going on in the world. You pointed out that while that's true, that charities are also not being able to hold a lot of the events that they would normally hold. And so even if people are giving a lot and people are engaged, that there still is room for more and that there is maybe a hole that can be filled here and that they should perhaps think about doing a little bit through that through their fantasy leagues. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a message I've I've pushed for years. Just, you know, give one entry fee of your league to charity. It's, you're not going to miss it. You can either choose the charity as a group beforehand, or you can have the winner decide the charity. It's just one very small piece that your whole league can feel good about. And you, you're just not going to miss one entry fee. It's very little. It's, it's, it's very little from your league, but it also, if everybody does it, it, it can do a lot of good. You'd be surprised what small donations can do, especially when they add up. So uh, thanks for bringing that up. That's that's something I'm, I'm very passionate people should bring to their leagues. That's going to bring us to the end of the second show of the week. Once again, thanks to Scott Fish for jumping aboard here. It has been an absolute pleasure. You can find Scott on Twitter at ScottFish24. Make sure you're following along with all the good stuff that he's doing in the fantasy community, including Fantasy Cares. And obviously, as we talked about on the two shows this week, SFBX is starting this coming week. Myself and Sean will be taking part along with a lot of people across the, the fantasy community, both analysts and fantasy football players. So really looking forward to this. You can follow along with our drafts uh, you can follow along with uh, the, the league in general make sure you're checking all that out on twitter this week it's going to be a lot of fun my name is colin kelly you can follow me on twitter at overtime ireland my co-host is sean siegel and of course make sure you're checking out all sean's great work up on the website the two shows this week have both been talking about scott fishbowl and a lot of good other content mixed in true make sure you go back and check out the first one if you haven't already give us a written interview on your favorite podcast app and until we're back next week with another two shows have a good one Thank you for listening to Overtime on Rotoviz Radio. Please rate and review the Rotoviz Radio podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You can contact us via email at rotovizradio at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Rotoviz Radio. And remember, you can always support the pod by subscribing to Rotoviz with a discount through the Rotoviz Radio homepage, rotoviz.com forward slash podcast.